Hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It is Emmett Fox Friday, and it is also Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Uh, we are speaking again from Find and Use Your Inner Power as we do each week on this Emmett Fox Friday show. Uh, this message actually has a bit of a Christmas message to it, so quite appropriate. Uh, I am your host, Jason Napolitano. I don't know if I said that already. I may not have. I may have. Uh, I've eaten a lot of cheesecake. Maybe that's done something to my memory. I don't know. Uh, and we have on the line Mr. Chris Sheridan. How are you doing, Chris? Merry Christmas. I'm doing great. Uh, Thank you. Cheesecake. Blame the cheesecake. I always blame the cheesecake. Something is to be blamed, it's okay. the cheesecake. <laughs> Well, you know, since I don't drink, it's like I could, you know, I could have blamed the eggnog, the, you know, or something like that. But you know. a real fender with that, uh, <laughs> with that cheesecake. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we are going to start in with this and you are starting and then I'm going to, I'm going to finish it up and we'll talk about it. Right. All right. All right. Uh, so this passage is called, We Are All One. Christmas is really the festival of human brotherhood. This is the season when we remember our essential unity, the time when old grudges are forgiven and forgotten, the time of family reunions, and the time of remembrance of absent friends. This essential unity of the human race is a much deeper and more real thing than most people yet suspect. The truth is that in the most literal sense, we are all one. Really, there is but one man, generic man, and we are all but expressions of him. In absolute truth, I am you, and you are I, for there is but one. My next door neighbor is really myself. The man I pass on the street is I. The hero that I admire is really I, and the most degraded criminal is really I, too. Those who believe in reincarnation have grasped a cosmic truth, but as a rule, their understanding of it is still incomplete. What may be called concurrent reincarnation is the final truth on the subject. One being, the Son of God is, is incarnated in about 2,000 million separate bodies on the earth, and this adventure we know as the human race, the incarnation of humanity. The incarnation of humanity. Okay, so first of all, obviously, this was written uh, a while back, and there were only about two, uh, two billion people then. I think we're close to seven or eight, right, at this point. So we've got that going for us. But as he's saying, we're still all one. Uh, so let's talk a little bit quickly just about this last section, just to kind of uh, kind of clear this up, and then we'll get to the meat of this thing. But he talks about concurrent reincarnation being the final subject, or final truth on the subject. And by that, I, I, I take that he means that, you know, we're not individual souls having individual ego type experiences, although it feels that way and it looks that way to us. But with a true understanding, you know, we realize the oneness that this soul that is within us is a is a is is part of the self. You might call it with a capital S or the absolute or Atman or something like this in the East. Uh, Buddha consciousness, you might call it in Buddhism, uh, something like that. And he's using this term in a sense when he says the Son of God is the idea of this universal Christ consciousness, uh, so that that's what's really being born into these these bodies is that, that one all-pervasive spirit uh, that underlies everything. 
Uh, so that's 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 my understanding of it. Did, is that what you you got from that as well? Yes, and going back up a little further, he says, really, there is but one man, generic man, and we are all expressions of him saying the same thing. Um, and generic, I would just substitute universal or archetypal um, man, this mm. one man, of which there could be, you know, billions of different expressions, uh, but in substance, uh, in essence, um, it's, we're all cut from the same cloth. And that's a, that's a very, you know, mystic Christian uh, viewpoint. Uh, yeah. Absolute fatherhood of God. And, and that it's everybody's father equally, not just Jesus. And this universal brotherhood um, that we are all kin. <laughs> you know, there's, it's, fan, it's all fratricide in war. You know, you're always killing your brother. Um, and there is no separation. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. So I think he's, he's playing on some of these um, mystic Christianity concepts um, that it has to be experienced. Because there's even uh, scripture that says, if you cannot love the father, if you hate the brother. Mm, mm. You know, this how deeply connected that is. Yeah, for that sure. If you, in a way, you're saying you hate the Father. If you hate, you know, another one of his creatures, his creation, that's equally <laughs> from him, um, you're saying, yeah, well, I love the Father, but I don't like this one. Um, this one is that one. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's such a connection there. So uh, you're, it's contradictory uh, to say something like that. And that's why I think that uh, yeah, that's one interpretation of that scripture. Good call. Um, the other, you, uh, I'm kind of looking down a little bit after, after that idea too. Um, at the bottom of the paragraph, he's talking about um, when he says, "In absolute truth, I am you, and you are I. For there is but one. My next door neighbor is really myself. The man I pass on the street is I." This, and this is where it gets interesting and difficult for people to to grasp. That hero that I admire is really I. And the most degraded criminal is really I too, you know, and that's where it gets difficult because we think that, you know, you know, of course it's easy to, you know, love people that are on your side, quote unquote, and are like you and, you know, who believe in the same things and care about the same things you do and don't seem, you know, destructive or malevolent to you. They, you know, you, it's easy to, to, to love those folks. Uh, but but really what what he's saying is even you know it, it, from the you know the saint or the you know the great teacher or the you know the prophet that you admire uh, to the you know the worst individual the you know the the most degraded you know criminal uh, you know mass murder or whatever that's you know locked up in prison or something these you know they're the same essence as it were. Now, of course, the actions that they're taking are, are, are quite different. They're in polar opposites. But what he's talking about really is, is you know, is the essence of the, 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 and the quality that is, you know, that is, is that, it, that makes up that person, right? Um, so it, it's interesting. And again, we don't, you know, we're not, we don't condone the behaviors of those who are, you know, deluded and, 
you know, psychotic and, um, and, you know, are acting in, in quote unquote evil ways. We don't condone that behavior, but underneath it, you know, there's this idea that that same spiritual force is running through those individuals that runs through us, that runs through, you know, our, our family that runs through our child that runs through our parents, you, you know what I mean? And so it, it, it becomes challenging because we think, well, how is, is this person who, who, you know, seems so very evil, the same thing. And again, you know, what is kind of not to go into philosophy and stuff. This is one of the challenges, you know, with um, the idea called, you know, the problem of evil that, that's in philosophy and in religion. Um, but, but his point is to, to really go beyond that and, and chain it back to this, this oneness and this unity. Uh, and, you know, that's a, that's a different, different way of looking at things than, uh, than a lot of, you know, you hear the message, you know, we're all one and, you know, we're all brothers and sisters and so on. We hear this. Oh, we're in this together. Have you heard that one? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that one. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Yeah. But again, though, you know, the, the sentiment of that really is getting at something very metaphysical, very spiritual, isn't it? Well, it does. It's not playing out in our no, no. current society and things like that. A lot of times if people are saying, hey, we're all in this together, uh, are people that have no idea what you're going through. Sure. But, yes, in tr that, that is a truth. Yeah. Uh, but it's only a truth if it's practiced. And that is, you know, put into use where you're behaving and you're uh, making decisions and you're carrying that out in your life. Otherwise, it's just just a nice thing to say yeah yeah and it has a big so what quality to it if you're not actually uh, living that way according to that yeah exactly you know i i you know to kind of loop back to the to the beginning of this thing you know this the you know that's kind of the i guess the, the you know the inner side the philosophical side of it is this idea of unity and oneness and you know you can and you can really get a get a hold of that um, you know, in the spiritual work that you do, you know, that you get glimpses of it and, and feelings of that and, and at times, you know, in your, in your sessions of prayer or meditation, or if you're doing, you know, group work at times with people and, or you're, you know, you're, you're in a shared kind of um, a ritual situation or, you know, church or synagogue or, or, or what have you sort of a, you know, you kind of get into this rapport with the other individuals and you can feel this unity at times. And so it's, you know, it's really about, cultivating that at in, you know during this christmas season and where he starts out at the beginning is christmas is really the festival of human brotherhood you know it's uh, and that's you know you get at that idea and we'll just all you got to do is watch some christmas shows watch some christmas christmas movies you know cartoons and so on and you can see all these ideas played out in them you know it really is you know those ideas are always in those those films these ideas you know the remembering essential unity old grudges being forgiven and forgotten um the time of family reunions the time of remembrance of absent friends and these are all things we just kind of naturally do during this season it's really quite interesting yeah and we do it fairly well too yeah we got the best in everybody and you talk to people that you you know never you know gave two minutes to at the office yeah you, you know say hi to that stranger that you know you pass by in the, uh, the way to work or you know a hundred things it's that spirit of oneness togetherness helping each other 
I'm not exactly sure why we can't just continue that through most of the yeah. rest of the year. Yeah, right. It works so well and it feels so good. Well, you know, why not carry it Christmas all year, right? You know, yeah. But this, this, it's the recognition, and maybe this is this one time in the year where we can actually feel that instead mm -hmm. of saying, "Oh, we're on this together." Oh, yeah, I'm with you, brother. Um, that oh no, this is actually I have a feeling of it, not an idea. You know, because a lot of thoughts and words and sentiments, you know, really look awesome on a quote tweet or <laughs> post, you know. Yeah, right. Um, and I love them too. Uh, but, but they're meant to be, it's, it's like food. It's like, wow, that, that looks great. They bring you the meal and there's a plate and there's a dish and the food and the side stuff and the condiments. And it's like, that's awesome. That looks just really, really great. Well, are you going to eat it? I mean, you still have to eat it. Uh, otherwise, yeah. it's looking food. Uh, and this is nutrition. This is spiritual nutrition. And we seem to take a, a big bite of it uh, around this time in a good way. And it shows. Um, and it's, you know, so it's good to key into that feeling um, of how good that feels or how different that feels than our normal, I guess, every day. Well, there's competition and there's uh, this side and that side. There's an election or uh, Somebody wins, somebody loses at the award show. There's, you know, the competitive sports. Um, you know, somebody's 10 people are trying to get this job in the office to advance and, you know, only one can get it. Um, it's very different. <laughs> yeah. So we need to key into these things. So as a sense memory or something to say, well, actually, we are all together. We all breathe the same air. You know, the, oh, there's seven seas and all the oceans of the world. It's, they're, it's, they're all connected. There's really one world ocean. They're called different things in different parts of the globe. But, you know, that's another, that's when I always used to key into this, oh, we're all in this together, we're all one. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, there's like seven island continents. And then there's one big ocean uh, that kind of flows in and around and through these land masses. And, and that's a reminder. It's a, it's a metaphor that's used a lot, you know, the ocean where the, whether it's the wave you know, there could be billions of different individual waves expressing themselves in their own individual way, but they're really just part of the whole entire ocean. They're all made of the same ocean. So, yeah, great point. Great point. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a that's a wonderful point you bring up about uh, you know trying to live that way all year. And you know, it's it is it's something that yeah we talk about it a lot and we make quotes about it and we we do things but it, it this is one of the rare times of the year where people will actually get out and say volunteer you know down at a homeless shelter or something or you know volunteer their time down you know wherever or donate money to things and be you know generous when they maybe not normally would do that or maybe they would you know maybe they wouldn't normally do those things so, you know, there is a certain quality of actually embodying these ideas that we talk about at this time of the year. And, you know, if we could carry that over into the rest of uh, the rest of the year, we'd be we'd be doing something quite special. You know, well, what would be different about it? What would a unity consciousness, even if every day is part of, you know, maybe morning prayer meditation or something say, oh, yeah. And. We're all one. Yeah. I am this. I am my brother. I am um, my hero. I am my enemy. 
uh, he is me. Um, what would that do? Just, just even conceptually trying to every day make one attempt at connecting with the spirit of that, that unity consciousness, you know, how would, how would that make things different? Uh, in a way, it's similar to knowing that we're all in the same world. If you pollute on this part of the planet, somebody else is going to have trouble breathing you know, thousands of miles away. Exactly. Um, that everything affects each other. Um, but, you know, but go on, go on with the, you know, with that, if you would. How a shift in consciousness from maybe this individual competitive to more of a creative unity uh, perspective. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I, I like that idea, and I, I think it does. It, it, you know, it sounds like uh, it sounds it sounds like sort of a philosophical exercise, but in, in in practice, I mean, when you do think about that on a daily basis, and you, you take the time to, you know, to to ask yourself those deep questions, and then you know, really contemplate and actually meditate on and think about the answers to those, those difficult questions. And, and, and then literally ask yourself this question, like, you know, what would, what would I do if I thought of, you know, everyone else as being, you know, the same, in other words, that we're all part of this oneness, how would I, how would I treat, you know, this person over here or that person over there, if they were my family, you know, would I, would I be so callous towards someone? Would I be able to just step over, you know, someone on the street that's, you know, practically dying and it's just business as usual because, you know, it's like, well, what, what can I do? You know, or things like that. It's like, you know, if we, if we were, if we had a, a different attitude uh, towards, towards the, you know, towards people. And like you said, it, it, it when you begin to ponder on that, you, that oneness, I think what happens is naturally some of that competitive uh, spirit, you know, not the good quality competitive spirit, you know, that's kind of there, that's, you know, that kind of moves us forward in a positive way, but that, you know, that competitive spirit that thinks that there's a zero sum game, like that if I, you know, if this guy wins, then I lose, you know, I think what, what it does to think about, a sort of universal spirit running through all of us is that we don't think in such a competitive fashion. And then we begin to understand how interdependent we are. And like you, you know, that you used a great example of the earth, you know, if I pollute over here, it, you know, it ends up over there and we're all breathing the same air. We're all drinking the same water. There's only, as an example, like the water is such a great example. There's only one water, you know, there's a, there's a fixed source of water and the, the water that you drank, you know, uh, flowed through the Nile. It's the same water that, you know, Nefertiti drank. It's the same water that the, the Romans drank. It's just constantly recycling through the system. Uh, you know, and when you think about things like that, it's like, we don't take for granted, uh, we don't take for granted resources, and also then we don't abuse them as much. It's the same goes for the, the soul. You know, if you see your soul in someone else, you know, and you think, okay, we're all connected in this, this, this deep way. I think you're much, much less likely to, to be, uh, to be super competitive and, you know, be dishonest with and, you know, take something away from someone or take, you know, take advantage of someone. If you see that person as being the same as you or think of them as being part of your family, you wouldn't do that, 
I mean, most people wouldn't do that to members of their own family. So why would you do that to members of your human family? Uh, so I think it can really shift your perspective, can it? Yeah, it really can. And, you know, there's examples where we can see this, you know, any kind of a teamwork situation, whether it's at a job or a sporting team um, or say like a theater group, you know, puts on a performance. Uh, they really rely on each other. A construction crew uh, could be a very dangerous situation, a race team or something, um, where everybody has to work together, everybody has to do their part, but also connect their part with everybody else's part that they're playing. Um, and so we have this interdependence, this, this coming together, this unity, kind of working as one, uh, because what gets produced then, if it's like a band with all the members or an orchestra, well, then you have the music. That's this larger thing. Or if it's a team, a sporting team, then you have, you know, the victory or the great plays that come out of that. Um, that you're doing something that's transcendent, you know, that the group puts something together. The, the clock is not just a bunch of dials and cogs and springs. It's, it's now it's a timepiece when <laughs> they're all working. Yeah. Together. Um, the trouble is with that, though, is a lot of those things like a sporting team or something, they're um, team sports, right? They're competitive. Mm -hmm. uh, so your unity team is trying to demolish somebody else's uh, unity and you don't like them, they're rivals. And, uh, and that's fine, but maybe that's, that's good for, for sports, but maybe it's not great for, for life and the art of living. Yeah. Um, where, I mean, you, I think you can still have a competitive spirit sure exactly and you know the competition drives uh, innovation uh, a lot of different things but you know but competitions can be it doesn't have to be you know dog eat dog and yeah exactly the way it seems to play out on you know financial markets and you know even academia is filled with backstabbing and you know not completely filled but you know but that exists that element oh, it's, exists. it's awful I mean okay. I honestly <laughs> in, my, in my experience and probably in yours as well there's it, people are much worse in academia than, than they are in corporations oh really wow even that okay I think so because yeah, because I think that would be of all places to come together and would think. earn and share and grow you, you would think well we need to think more like that yeah yeah um, but again, I don't think it would squash competition or innovation uh, or motivation because you can have things like prizes. You know, like there was this X prize, you know, if you can get to space, I think, uh, not SpaceX, but uh, Virgin Galactic, they ended up buying uh, uh, Burt Rutan's uh, operation, but they won this prize. And, and so you have like the best teams. They're competing for the prize, but they're not competing against each other mm. they're competing against you know the, the terms of the competition competition yeah. this in so many days under this yeah. kind of budget and it has to perform these functions well everyone's competing against that it's like running against the clock but not against each other so yeah. maybe there's some sort of parallel way we can look at competition as yes may the best one win but you don't there's really no stabbing the other team or you know cheating or anything like that because you're going up against uh, a set of rules or a set of parameters not 
another person or another corporation. So, well, it's, and I think that it has an underlying, you know, if you, it's like the old idea of, you know, sportsmanship. I mean, which now sounds like some antiquated notion, but they used to teach that to kids when, when they were playing sports. This is, of course, long before adults began running onto the field and punching referees and other kids you know, and other team, you know, the other teams, kids and things like that, which is some of the crazy stuff people do now in the spirit of competition. But it's an idea of, you know, sportsmanship, it's fair, you know, fair play. And, and, and in that, there's a necessary understanding that, you know, we're all in this together, and we're all one. It's just that, you know, we're all agreeing to play this game. And this week, we might win. And next week, you might win, you know, but but I think if you if you come at it if you come at it with this this unity consciousness, you know it changes the way that you act, and you know you're not going to sacrifice, um, you know your integrity, and you're not going to cheat your way to winning, and you're not going to do things that you know harm other people in that in that process, and so on. And that's just that's a, that's a completely different attitude. And in the end, you know if if you you realize that you know competition in 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 X Y Z space is actually counterproductive, well, then don't have competition in that area. You know, for example, you know, it's it, it, some of the ideas that we have about, you know, about um, economics and so on, they're, they're destructive. They're absolutely destructive. And so taken to the nth degree and, you know, monetized and then, you know, and, and sort of, uh, how can I say this, uh, subsidized by politics and so on. I mean, our practices become absolutely untenable. And so, you know, you look at those things and you say to yourself, well, you know, in this particular area, you know, we don't want to have a competition to fish out the oceans. We don't have a, we don't want to have a competition to see who can cut down all the trees, you know, before someone else can, uh, or, you know, rape the earth of all its minerals before someone else can get them. And that's that, that greed mentality. And you're thinking, well, you know, you're taking away from future generations. You're taking away... Uh, the Earth's ability to to replenish itself. You're taking away animals' uh, ability to reproduce themselves because you're harvesting them in too great of numbers, and they're not able to replenish their numbers. Things like that, you know. Then you, there's no, you know, the competition in those areas is not a good thing. And so that's where you got to weigh these different things out. But with that that deeper understanding of this interconnectedness and unity you know, maybe we can move away that from, from that harmful type of competition and move towards more of this brotherhood that we're talking about. So I'm going to, unless you have anything else to say, I'm going to wrap it up. Do you have any final parting words for this Christmas show? Uh, well, just that, get in touch with the Christmas spirit. Even Scrooge got his head wrapped around that uh, in the, uh, the great tale from Dickens. And I guess I'll just leave from, with a little bit of the Beatles from the walrus i am he as you are he as you are me and we are all together <laughs> you and yours uh, hearty merry christmas and cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it and and of course in the immortal words of tiny tim god bless us everyone <laughs>